House of Low is a sanctuary for finding connection to your truest essence. House of Low invites you to be the creator of your own life, embracing the unknown and accepting what the universe has in store for you. House of Low is a haven for abundance, beauty, connection, freedom, where your soul's yearning for more is met with the deep belief that there is enough on this earth for everyone to thrive. House of Low is a community that holds space for your next evolution. Even when your world is seemingly crumbling around you, you are unstoppable. House of Low guides you to your eternal spirit, allowing you to fully come home to yourself within yourself, holding all the new things that the universe will open up for you. House of Low is birthing a spiritual renaissance, setting the stage for your own personal rebirth through victory and wisdom. Enter into the House of Low and step into the flow of miracles, magic, and synchronicity. You're safe here. House of Low, a sanctuary for the soul. I'm Lo, your host, and it's an honor to share this space with you. Thank you for listening. Truly, it is time for us to activate heaven on earth. Welcome in. Oh, first recording in 2023. I am so excited for this conversation and to be stepping into talking with a very magical woman and powerful soul. And I hope you all enjoy this tea. Before we get into that, I want to let you know that I'm so grateful for all the feedback from 2022 and all the insights and engagement that everyone brought to the conversations around the podcasts and the guests and the, the support has been overwhelming and overflowing. And I'm just so grateful to all of you, my beautiful listeners. So thank you. Today's tea is on self-trust, trusting ourselves, especially through <laughs> phases of growth and healing. And there is no one better to talk about this than today's guest, who is someone I met very synchronistically at an event last year in San Diego, where we were both, where we we both live. Today's guest is Jessica Winans, who is founder of The Wild Woman. She is an empowerment coach focused on helping women in their spiritual journey. She's an intuitive tarot reader and also a yoga teacher. Jessica, thank you so much for being here, my love. Of course. Thank you so much. What an honor and a blessing it is to get to co-create with you. Hmm. I would love for you to give everyone a little background on you and and what's brought you to this work and anything you feel called to share about your journey thus far. Mm. Yeah. So I originally found this work after a series of life-threatening accidents. Um, I was working as a journalist in New York. Um, I was also going to school full time and working full time, which I don't recommend to anyone, but 
I was doing that and I basically thought that I had everything that I wanted. I had this career that I'd been working so hard for. I was 20 and I had a job at a newspaper. I was just getting an opportunity at a big news station in the city and I was miserable. Um, I felt really exhausted. I remember having to like wake up in the morning and just rip my blankets off my bed and like jump up in order to get up and like have energy for the day because I just didn't really want to wake up. I didn't, I didn't want to do all these things. And, um, spirit led me into a car accident. And the first thing I thought was I need to change my life. I wrote an article about what I had gone through for a blog I was writing for. One of my old friends was like, you need to come with me. You're going through a spiritual awakening. I'm going to this market in Williamsburg. Come with me and meet this like Kundalini yoga instructor. And I was like, okay, I don't even know what any of that is. And I just fell in love with healing. My first introduction to spirituality was crystals. Actually, this guy taught me about onyx and the root chakra. And I started doing yoga. And um, so that's kind of how it all started. And it really solidified for me, though. I was kind of like still putting my feet in into it all. Once I moved to California, I started doing yoga at a local studio here and I was still working as a journalist. But I, I started to get those whispers from my intuition, like myself, that was like, okay, there's something different here. And I remember I would be laying in Shavasana at my studio, visualizing myself teaching. And I was like, no, that's crazy. And I talked to my therapist about it. And I said, I just want to quit my job and become a yoga teacher. And she said, why don't you do that? And I said, you're crazy. Why would I ever do that? That's, that's nuts. That's absurd. So I actually ended up feigning. I woke up on a concrete floor, probably from burnout and fatigue and being out of alignment. I think also ascension symptoms, like you were talking about earlier. And the first thing I thought of was, this is it. I'm done. I'm done living this life that isn't mine. I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to follow my higher self. As soon as I got cleared to go for a walk and exercise again, I went to Torrey Pines. It was pouring rain. The only person I saw on the beach was my yoga teacher. Oh, oh my and God. And we're doing a YTT. You should do it. Yep. And I was like, okay. And she said it was, you know, $2,500 or something at the time. I think I had like 30 bucks. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I signed up. And like the next day I got some sort of like grant for long story short, I had like overpaid in my student loans or something. And it was $2,500. I wrote her a check. I enrolled in the training and my whole life has never been the same. So yeah, that's like, that is like a spark. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of like small indications and things that occurred on that path, but that's kind of like the overarching ladder that I climbed. What an incredible story. And if people don't believe in magic and miracles, I don't know what other story could convince them. Um, Yeah, I think what's powerful about your story is like those hard things that you were put through were leading you to this path. And in those moments, I know we can often feel like, you know, the programming of like, I'm being punished and why me? Why is this happening? I did everything right. Um, that's how it works. Cause we're all stubborn as humans. And what I'm learning is like at a soul level, we make contracts to like go through certain things that will push us. Cause we know the ego is very stubborn, you know? So we kind of decide before we even come here that we're going to have certain challenges in certain areas that will, that will hopefully we always have free will, but will push us. So congratulations for listening to 
that inner knowing finally. I know that's an ongoing journey for all of us. So thank you for sharing. Before we get into our conversation, our flow today, I want to ask you some of my rapid fires, if that's okay, to get people to get to know you a little bit deeper. Sure. I'm excited. Okay. Awesome. First question, babe, give me one word that describes you and your essence. Love. Mm -hmm. I would agree. You are absolutely a very high vibrational frequency of love. You just emanate it. So it's beautiful if that's what you said, because that's what I would have said. Um, What's your (laughs) mantra for life? I trust the process of life. Mm, What ritual makes you feel gorgeous? There's so many. I can't pick. I'm a Gemini. I'm like, I don't know all of them. Um, no, I think honestly, like um being in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's beautiful. What is an action you took recently that came from a place of abundance? Reconnecting with a past partner. Scarcity mm. told me that, you know, there's not a lot of options that scarcity told me that there's not enough time and I should be super, super picky, but love and abundance told me that this was somebody I really wanted to connect with. And the story wasn't over. Wow. That's beautiful. Really beautiful. What is something that can always be found on your table? Any table? Tea. Yeah. I love. have like three different teacups right yeah. now. Oh yeah. A lot of liquids. We're all drinking all tons of liquids. Yeah. Yeah. We're all processing a ton of energy. Yeah. Beautiful. Last question. What nourishment brings you the most joy in your life? Any way that you nourish yourself? I think listening to music, singing, creating music and dancing, things that have to do with music and and movement. Mm, So beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you for answering those, my love. Of course. It's fun. So getting into the conversation around self-trust, where I want to start is, you know, we're a part of a community that we're very aware. We have a lot of awareness and we're living with this awareness in the human experience on Mother Earth. And the awareness is that we're a soul in a human body that's incarnated in a physical form, but that physical form is not going to be us forever. And there is a finite amount of time in this particular expression, but to live with the awareness and and it obviously advances more and more as we all commit to this path, right? And we're taken through certain experiences, but to live what I'm realizing on my own journey that I don't think I always appreciated or honored is it's actually very difficult to live with that awareness. The more awareness you have, the harder it can become in this dimension because of how dense the energy is, right? And then secondarily, we're all typical. I mean, the soul that chooses the spiritual ascension path is typically empathic, highly emotional and sensitive, feels energy that's not just theirs, but is sensitive to energy in general. And I think that when you put that all in a mixing bowl, it's a really challenging space to be living from and to have to do day-to-day life, right? So that's setting the stage. 
Then when you get into the space of trusting ourselves, I mean, we have to make decisions and choices all the time. And I feel like some of the teachers spiritually that I respect the most and that I've learned a lot from talk about how we don't make decisions fast enough. Like we're sitting in ruminating on the what ifs or we're like, we're sitting in fear, of course. Right. And that's part of the experience here. But I have this intention that with all that I've been through and the wisdom I've gained, I really would like to accelerate the trust I have with myself. Um, it's not about being faster, but I do think I have experienced years of wasting time the way I would look at it, right? No, And it, that's me being um, very self-aware of how I was wasting time not making decisions, right? Waiting around, waiting for things to happen, waiting for other people to change, and being afraid and hiding, right? So that's my experience with self-trust and, and where what I am really focused on stepping into. Um, because I think a lot of us get to this exhaustion point of not trusting ourselves. It, it, like, it gets harder and harder, you know? Um, what is your perspective on self-trust at this particular time in your in your life and with all that you've learned? And how does that like how is it manifesting in your life currently either as something that's holding you back or something that's moving you forward wow yeah so much powerful match that you just shared sister there's two things that are coming to mind um one i want to circle back to something that you said around um our finite experience in this lifetime but how our souls are infinite. And it reminds me of one of my teachers. The first night I did ayahuasca, I fainted. <laughs> I yeah. guess that's my thing. I don't know. So I fainted. I'm vata. I'm very like, my crown is super open. My roots a little wow. about. So anyways, I woke up and she was like staring at me. And I was like, hey girl. And we are like friends too, but I had never seen this intensity that she gave. She brought to the conversation. Yeah. She said, no context. She just looked at me low and she said, death is a revolving door. Damn. And then she walked out of the room. I was like, what just happened? Wow. And I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, how our souls are so infinite. And it's like our spirits are, are, are I, I believe that they come to each lifetime with the, probably the same purpose or a similar rendition, right? It's like the same, energy, but different rendition of the same purpose, you know, yeah. like I just level. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm definitely here to empower women to be all who they are. I feel like I'm here to break gender norms. And I feel like I'm here to really empower women to like step into their feminine energy. What actually is that? All that stuff. Right. But maybe a lot of my last life, I was doing something different, same vibe. So I want to say that I think tapping into purpose, regardless of how it looks, how it manifests for me personally, has helped me cultivate a greater sense of trust because it's like, I can detach from what that looks like. So maybe my purpose in this lifetime is to empower women or to empower people. Maybe it's not even women. Maybe someday it's all beings, but for right now it feels like women, female bodied individuals yes. to become who they are, but maybe, and right now it's coaching, but you know, applying to grad school right now for psychedelic therapy. So maybe it's therapy. Maybe after I do that, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to become a musician. Maybe then it's medicine music. Maybe then I have children and it's just through becoming a mother. Right. So it's like detaching from what it looks like and tuning into why and what our purpose is, I feel like helps cultivate trust. And then another thing I think is one of my teachers, Val Slitiker at Psycho Spiritual Institute, she always says that 
Confidence is created through action. Confidence isn't created through ruminating and thinking and analyzing. You know, I always, and something I always say, I would add to that is like our ancestors didn't have Google and the spreadsheets and the tarot cards and the life coaches and all these things that I think are very helpful. They just had intuition and instinct. Yes. Right. They just knew they had, they moved through in a place of connecting to their bodies and just knowing. And I think my path without tooting my own horn, it has been that way. I've always been, ever since I was younger, like act and figure it out later, act and figure it out later. Um, and I think that that's what I really try to teach my clients is it's like, what does it look like to just be and let yourself fuck up? That's another huge thing. I yeah. feel like we get into our heads and we don't trust ourselves because we're so scared of fucking up. But when we fuck up is where, how we learn, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, we can't outsmart the lesson, no matter how much you study your birth chart or your human design or whatever. Uh, yes, those things, <laughs> they create ease in your life, you know, and confidence. And I love those things. I do all of it. I love it all. I'm all I'm here for it. And also too, we can't outsmart the lesson. So I found honestly a big block when it came to self-trust was that. Yeah. My rituals and my practices that once really empowered me, but what I'm learning is to integrate them. Yeah. And still take the risks anyways and let myself fuck up. You can't outsmart the lesson. <laughs> no. That is that is <laughs> divine truth. I don't know what is. I mean, uh, we gotta let know, ourselves fuck up more. Yeah, I think that that's the other piece to this journey is living with the awareness that we're here to learn lessons. There is really no other way to say it. Um but then the other side of it, it's twofold. It's the individual expression of our soul is here and has chosen to learn certain lessons and to live from gifts that make the earth elevated in, in consciousness. Like, so it's both and, you know, and I feel that there is so much to be said for when we are not trust, because I basically last year was living from a place of a lot of trust. And then the other side of it, I was experiencing a lot of how I don't trust myself and then how that was leading to a lot of pain, you know? Yeah. So I was kind of, I don't know, I, I went through a dichotomy last year of bo seeing both sides, you know, and taking a lot of risks and, um, and living with those risks, you know, but because of this finite nature we we have here i feel that there's the temptation to want to create a really like clean simple life that's just predictable and that's the the false notion of like being safe you know or feeling safe i should say and there goes my throat chakra like closing up because i'm like i don't feel safe sometimes in in those decisions, you know, but it, it is a choice to sort of pick what, like you said, it can feel like it's the safer route until the lessons come in an even more challenging way than maybe they needed to, because we were so asleep, you know, what is your experience with resisting the temptation to do a, what everyone else is doing and B what seems to be the safest route how do you check yourself with that and how do you choose over and over to not go that route mm -hmm. 
What a beautiful insight and question. Um, there is a quote that I love that says, when I feel fear, I feed trust. Mm. And I think that that has been really powerful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in honesty, I think that because of the near-death experiences I've had, I do feel like it created more of a sense of trust because I almost went to the other side and I saw how beautiful it was and I came back and was like, you know, honestly, I can be here, right? And I can overcome this. But I think that resisting, your question was resisting the norm and trusting. I think that it's remembering that there is no normal. Mm -hmm. We are all dimensional, unique people. And that is something I have to say that astrology has helped me with. There are no two births are the same. I have an identical twin. Mm -hmm. And because we're 19 minutes apart, our degrees are different. Oh, yeah. So even though we have the same astrological birth charts, even our degrees are different, meaning that we have different different manifestations of the same zodiac sign, right? Yes. So I why I love astrology and human design so much is because it reminds us that we're all different and what works for one person is not going to work for everyone. Yeah. And I remember being in this cafe and it was like during a rock bottom moment and this, these random people that were in like a Christian youth group came up to me and I didn't know this at the time, but I ended, they ended up sparking a conversation with me and I love all people. So I started chatting with them and they said to me, I told them about what I was passionate about at the time with journalism. And they said, that's so great. They love, they were like, we love how you're following your passion. We envision a world where everyone is being themselves. Can you imagine that? Mm. And it really hit me thinking like, what if we all were just ourselves? <laughs> what, like what could happen, right? Because not everybody does want to be a brain surgeon. Not everybody wants to be a musician. Not everybody wants to have a podcast. Not everybody wants to be a life coach. Not yeah. everybody wants to be a healer. But there's a place for all of us. And that is also abundance. There's yeah. no competition in abundance either. Right. So I think that's what I usually check myself with is like, and I'm looking, I just keep looking at my, um, sorry, my tag on my tea mug. It says, oh, it says in order to be remembered, leave nothing behind but love. Mm, yeah. It's like when I lean into my own uniqueness and I trust that there's a place for me at the table, I'm empowering other women to do the same. Yeah, because we all come with a different energy. Even if we love the same things, we're connected to the same source. Source moves through us all individually. That's so right. I think I think it's um, I think it's I don't know if that answers your question. I think it's just like slowing down and remembering that we're all created equally. And also inner child work. I love inner child healing. I do it with my clients. I do it with myself all the time. And I just believe that our little selves are, are like star seeds. You know, we come into this world. We have our own things that we love to do. Yeah. And I really believe that coming back to our own uniqueness is just coming back to who we were as children, yeah. what lit us up, what we loved and remembering that we never had to be the same. Yeah. Mm. So beautifully said. Thank you. I would love for you to talk about when you're faced with a decision or a choice, you know, these days, what is your process for, you know, thinking, feeling, you know, experiencing both sides, like, you know, the decisions that you could make, how are you making choices these days from this deeper place of self-trust? I would love for you to just talk about any rituals or practices that work or just how you find yourself experiencing making decisions now. 
Yeah. So one thing is being as present as possible to the current moment, as present as possible. So when I'm also a projector, so we get to wait for the invitation, but when the invitation comes, or even if I feel really strongly in my heart that I need to say something or create an opportunity for myself, being as present as I can to the person that I'm communicating with yes. or self or spirit and listening. Yeah. Deeply listening. How does this feel in my body? Do I feel tense? Do I feel anxious? Do I feel worried? Do I feel nervous, maybe, but excited? Do I feel curious? Um, those are things that I like to ask myself. Another thing I like to do is a prayer. And for me, my spiritual being of choice is God, but it can be, yep. you know, God, the universe source, whatever Jesus. And I tune in and I ask, dear God, how can I be of service? today how can you move through me today mm -hmm. please show me opportunities to be of service please show me opportunities to hold space and then i just deeply deeply listen i was recently at a um can i share a story uh, yeah, so i was recently an angel for a plant medicine journey for a retreat and there's something that felt off about the practitioners from the beginning i'm not going to name names because i'm not like yeah. that but I felt a little off, but I thought, you know what? I'm here to be of service. Again, like I'm studying psychedelics. Like this would be a great opportunity to learn how to hold space. So I went to the ceremony and I was supposed to be an angel, um, which is basically somebody that just takes people to the bathroom yep. that has experience with the medicine. And I knew though that that was not going to be the case. Mm. I remember I chose to stay with a very low dose of the medicine and I sat in meditation. And surely enough, things got a little crazy. The facilitators basically took too much medicine and they were super out of integrity with it. And people, there were, there were a lot of people in this group and people started going a little bit off the walls. They were having their experiences, right? And they need to be held. Yes. And I took a moment and I, and I sat there and I said, God, please work through me right now to help these people. Yes. I'm nervous. I don't know if I'm qualified for this, but I'm just going to get out of your way. And I just need you to be here with me. And thank God that I was there and another sister was there and we just kind of divided and conquered and we held everyone. There were people running around the property and everything. And I was just in the space. I was holding people who were going through a dark journey. I was holding people who are going through a light journey. And at the end, the, the practitioners decided to not close the ceremony. And all the ceremonies that I'd been to were very traditional and they had an opening and a closing. And I knew in my heart that they needed to close the ceremony. And I was sitting there and my body was feeling so tense. And I just felt this like overwhelming passion and urge. And it was like, my ancestors were with me. And it was like, you got to close the ceremony, girl. Yep. And I walked over to the teachers and I, and I said, very politely, I wonder what it would look like for us to close the ceremony. Things are getting a little weird. I really want to make sure everybody's safe. And she said, we're not closing the ceremony. We're not doing that. We're going to do something else instead. And I sat down. And I just heard it again. I was like, you got to close the ceremony. And I stood up and I walked over to her and I said very politely, I love you. I hear you. And I'm going to close the ceremony right now. Yeah. And I grabbed everybody together somehow. And I just brought in all everything that I remembered from the ceremonies I had been to, from my ancestral knowledge and my wisdom. And I closed the ceremony and I felt so relieved after my body. After I did that, by the way, relaxed. Yeah. I felt peaceful. I felt calm and the whole energy shifted. And so for me, when it comes to making a decision, a lot of it is bringing in my ancestors, connecting to my spirit guides, connecting to the wisdom of my body. And then again, presence, because if I wasn't presence to that moment, if I was just in my own la la land, yes. which is so easy for us, for me, at least, because I feel like starseeds are always trying to come back to source. We're always trying to come back to 
So it's like, okay, let's be present here in the body on earth right now. What's important? If I was texting on my phone or posting on Instagram, I might have not noticed that. So just being super present. How does my body feel? What's my intuition telling me? What are my guides telling me? And then acting. Even if I don't know, right? Even if I'm not 100% sure. I'm not going to perform heart surgery if I don't know how to do that. But if there's something that I've experienced before and I have a little bit of knowledge on it and it can really help someone, I'm going to practice that first and see how it goes in the moment. Mm. What a powerful story. And what a testament to living from intuition and making a choice like that in a in a group of peers, in a group of people that haven't come necessarily with the same intention or it's a mixed bag, right? Of what everybody's dealing with and everybody's projecting onto each other. And that's any situation in life. Like we're here to interact and have relationships with other people. But what a testament to you for making a choice to trust that guidance you were getting from within and above, you know, against resistance from others that you were getting in the moment. And I think that is the courage part of this whole path, right? Because we we are always you know, a primal aspect of the human experience is to want to be liked and be accepted and belong. But this journey I'm learning more and more requires like leaders go first, you know, leaders, there's nobody pulling us up the mountain. It's, it's us going up, oh, you know, and pulling others. So what a beautiful testament and story to you choosing consciously in that moment to step into your like divine leadership. And also the, the, the straight up faith it takes to trust that you were getting that guidance authentically. I think people get guidance all the time. And, you know, we know that we can't trust everybody's discernment around how they trust intuition or intuitive information they're getting. But the, the, the piece that people don't talk about is the faith that it requires to just trust that you just know. You know, and I feel that that's the space we're all trying to get to rather than looking for signs or looking for all these things, which end up being outside of us, this, this anchoring in this internal feeling of like, I just know, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I know, but I just know what's your perspective on that. Like just anchoring into this inner knowing versus, you know, wanting to have, because sometimes I feel with plant medicine, which I've never done. I, I have had experiences without it. That I, I can't sure. imagine. It's just, yeah. It's not my journey, but I know how much healing it activates for people and, and it opens up gifts and all kinds of things. But for, for you, what is it also like, what's your perspective on just cultivating this really strong inner knowing so that Again, I think that's the place where we can start to make decisions much quicker and trust because it's like, I just know. I don't need anybody to validate this. Um, I just know. And also I take responsibility and I'm willing to take the risk. Risk, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you said that too. Like I, I also want to say that like as passionate as I am about plant medicine is not necessary and yeah. you have to honor you, right? Yeah. So you just said that, like, it's not for you right now. It's not for you. I had a period of, of time like that too. It doesn't mean that it might never be for you, but that's sure. all about trusting you, right? Your relationship to your spirituality is your own. You get to choose the ways in which you explore it. So I think when it comes to what you just shared of, of that inner knowing, I think one of the biggest things you already touched on is being okay with being disliked. And I'm not saying like, let's go out and let's just purposely hurt people. Right. <laughs> like so in enough. that 
moment I took a step back and I aligned with love. Yeah. And I looked at every single person in that circle and I felt love. And I said, there's no way that I'm letting these people go home tonight and possibly getting hurt. So it wasn't about, I want to be in charge. I want to be the leader, you know, screw these people. I could do this better than them. It was, I don't even care if these people know my name when I leave. All I care about is that they're safe and that they are loved and that they are held because that's what I came here to do. So I think one of the first things when it comes to trusting your instinct is aligning with love. Yes. The person that you're talking to, for the group you're holding, for the adventure that you're going to be going on, for the earth, for spirit, for one another, and for yourself. And I think another thing is a lot of alone time. You know, when I first moved to California, girl, I had one friend. Right. Literally one friend. And the only other person I knew here was my dad, who I love. And he took me on hikes and stuff like once a week. And that was nice. But I didn't know anybody here. All the people I worked with weren't conscious. And they were also definitely not even close to my age range. So I didn't have anything really in common with them. And also, you know, in journalism, you don't really mix work and play that much. And I would just go for hikes by myself. That was my favorite thing to do was get down to nature. I try a new trail every week or I'd walk the PB boardwalk for an hour. And I would just listen to spiritual text, listen to podcasts, listen to music, hang out with myself. So I think it doesn't mean you have to completely isolate yourself forever. But I think spending time alone, slowing it down, it really helps you listen more deeply to yourself. Because if if your aura and your field and your schedule is always full of other people, as a sensitive person, and all people, I think that's going to start to cloud your mind. It's going to start to cloud your heart. So True. it's like having this balance between like like the hermit and the tarot, right? It's an integral part of the journey. It's yeah. the path to lean into yourself. Um, and then also knowing, then you, then you step out. And then you start practicing what it's like to be in community. Yeah, that's right. Right. And then how can you hold yourself while you're with other people? And I think it just takes practice. I think I always say start small. So, if, for example, I love intuitive eating. Like start small. If your body says, I need water right now, then get water. If your body says, I'm hungry right now, get, you know, whatever. Start with the smaller decisions. Oh, I don't want to go for a walk this morning. I want to go tonight. I don't want to take a left here. I want to take a right. Start with that. And then be open to seeing what happens in those moments. Usually when I think of this random inkling to go to a cafe, I go and I meet somebody really cool there. Or I run into somebody that I used to know. You know, that something really cool happened the other day. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Trilogy today. And I texted my friend and we went. And then there was a group of guys there and they looked really cool. And I sat next to them. And then turns out they were one of my favorite bands. And then they go swimming with them, with the seals in La Jolla. And then I went swimming with them. And here I am swimming with my favorite band in La Jolla because I just decided to go to this cafe today. So start with the little things, spend time alone, align with love. Those are my three tips. So beautiful. So, so beautiful. Oh, thank you for going there and and outlining that because I think that a lot of people are feeling so lost on this path and they're not sure what to do, how they, if they belong, um, who they even are anymore, you know? And I think anyone right now, no matter what they're going through, could, could take one, one or more of those practices that you just outlined and start there. You know, I would love for you, I would love to end on what you're feeling 
because you're very intuitive and you work with a lot of people as well, a lot of women, but what you're tuning into for the collective this year, as we go into 2023, like, what are you feeling in terms of what the collective is going to experience this year? And like, what we're being called up into in terms of the next level? You have to be okay with your darkness. Mm -hmm. Your darkness is just as powerful as your light aspects. Mm -hmm. There's no bypassing the lesson. No matter how many affirmations you slap on your mirror, if you're not cozy or comfortable with your fears, with your anxiety, with your, with your depressive thoughts or your jealousy or your rage or your insecurity, then it's not going to work. You have to first acknowledge the darkness. You have to first acknowledge your shadows, the parts of you that you don't want to look at. To have the courage, cultivate the courage to do the healing work, whether it's with a guide or on your own. Process it. Be with it. And then you can put the affirmations on. Mm -hmm. This true confidence doesn't come from faking it till you make it. Right. I have to say, I hate that phrase. Like I'm all about positive mindsets because duh, positivity is never going to hurt you. But you have to be realistic and honest with yourself. And I think it takes work. And I think that's what we're learning this year. I also think this year there's going to be a huge fall, not to sound all crazy, of false teachers. Yes coaches and I'm not I don't believe that people are inherently bad at all people no. are doing the best they can with what they know but there is a deepening that needs to happen this work the work that we do as spiritual healers as coaches as teachers is deep work it's not a, a 90 minute session it is it takes time it takes energy so for me this year I'm trying to step into a place of love and support and being a safety net because I do think a lot of people are going to be falling off of that ladder this year. And I want to do my best to hold them because I've been there myself. Yeah. So I think that that's what I'm feeling into. And it's not to scare people. This is another thing. It's like why I love the tarot so much is like the tower falls and then the star is there. Right. The, the fool couldn't see the star because the tower was in the freaking way. The tower falls, all hell breaks loose, and the fool sees their star, which is their journey. And then next is the sun. Yes. Purpose, beauty. Actually, I think it's the moon and then the sun. Sorry. But still, the tower falls, then it's a star, which is all divine destiny. The moon is about some darkness, and then the sun comes out. Yeah. So I just feel like that's where we are. Um, and I also think, too, for some people who have been doing the work, this could be a very light year. And they are going to be, the, for them, for those people I'm talking to, I want to empower you to rise into leadership. Right. Not from a place of ego or being above someone, or just trying to make a bunch of money, or wanting to be famous, but from a place of like, hey, I've actually been there before. Let me help you. Because the truth is, what we go through on a, on our own personal path and in our darkness, what it does is it creates insight. And yeah. It's an ability for us to serve. No training certification. I'm all about the trainings and certifications and the programs. I have some. I think they're really helpful, and they teach you a lot. Yeah. They can't replace what you learn through experience. And they can't replace what you learn through intuition. So when you do go through that darkness, remember and realize that it is a part of your path and it's only deepening you in service and purpose moving forward. Most beautiful place to end. Thank you, Jess, for 
um, for the way you choose to move through the world in this lifetime and for all that you're doing to heal so, so many people. And most importantly, for the choice to heal yourself. It's very inspiring for me to have met you and witnessed the work that you do and the person that you are. Like, I think what people don't realize is that, like you said, like not all people that are in leadership or coaches are living their life with these principles. And you're one of them that actually is. And it really should be celebrated. And I just want to celebrate you for that. And thank you for being so inspiring for me as well. Cause I, I really feel your vibration and the purity of your, your energy and your intention with, with how you are and the work that you do. And, um, it's rare. So thank you, love, for being here. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. And everything you see in me is really just a mirror. Mm, you. Thank you. Thank you. I would love for you to let people know where they can connect with you and anything else you want to know. You want to make sure people know about how you can support them and help them. Yeah, totally. So um, my next cohort of the Wild Women starts on February 13th. Um, I'm we have space for 10 women who are ready to heal their hearts, find their voices, and step into their authentic power through tarot, astrology, yoga, embodiment, and spiritual psychology. So if it's something that you're interested in, I think this work is a lot easier to be experienced versus listen or talked about. So I do offer free consultations, which are free coaching sessions from now until February 13th. So if it's something that you're interested in, let me know. Obviously, if this airs after the 13th, feel free to just message me, say that you came from the House of Low, and I'd be happy to offer that for you as well, too, a free coaching session, and we can find a way to work together. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Jessica Winans, my first and last name, or on TikTok at Jessica Winans, again, my first and last name. And I would love to chat with you. Send me a DM, like slide into my DMs. Let me know that you found me from House of Low, and I'd be happy to connect with you. Mm, thank you, Jess. So beautiful. And I'm so excited for that new program that you're you're rolling. I mean, I know you've done it many times and I know people that have worked with you. And so it's just incredible to see you continuing with that, you know, because I think you've you've tapped into some magic there for sure with how you run healing programs for people. So I hope everyone connects with Jess. And um, thank you, my love, for being here. So grateful for you. Thank you. With my deepest gratitude, thank you for listening today. Thank you for being here with me and the incredible souls that I'm honored to have these expansive conversations with. I pray you remember your divinity. I pray you know that you're here for a big mission. I pray you realize your gifts are a gift to this world and that you just being you is enough. I pray you know you are worthy of everything you deeply desire and that the higher realms and the magical, mystical forces all around you are guiding you. Allow them to. Trust yourself. You have a spark of the divine in you. Act accordingly.